Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Audible is a collection of thousands of audio titles, from audiobooks to podcasts to comedy. So many of us want to read more, but we just don't have the time. But Audible makes it easy by providing downloadable programs that you can listen to in the car, on your way to work, even while you're praying. Yes, you can listen to the audio version of the Bible with Audible and so many other Christian books. You guys, did you know that James Earl Jones did an audio recording of the Bible? Yeah, you can get that on Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash a shower of roses to start your free trial and get a free audiobook today. So you can get that James Earl Jones version of the Bible for free. Yep. That's audibletrial.com slash a shower of roses for your free trial and audiobook. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be reading the readings for September 20th, 2020, which is the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 6 to 9. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he is near. Let the scoundrel forsake his way and the wicked his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord for mercy to our God who is generous in forgiving. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my waves above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. What a beautiful uh, portion of this this uh, chapter from Isaiah. This Really, this whole chapter, chapter 55, is, is very beautiful. Um... The thing that struck me as I was reading this for the first time was the the very first verse, verse 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. That struck me because it's like, okay, well, is there a time that he won't be able to be found? Like, is he going to go, um, you know, like into hiding? Um, and I don't think that's, you know, obviously that's not the case. God's always um, accessible to us, but... The next line says, call him while he was, he is near. Like maybe there are times in our life where the Lord is nearer, not because he has come closer to us, but because we have come closer to him. You know, the Lord is always ready to receive us. It's, it's just up to us to kind of, you know, step into his presence or step out of it. So we kind of have to be the ones to, to make that move. And so to seek the Lord while he may be found, call him while he is near. What does that mean? Like on a practical level, um, it's to lean into those moments. I think, I mean, this is my interpretation. Uh, I think it's to lean into those moments in our lives where we could 
have a really good moment of prayer, or we could have a really good, you know, encounter with the Lord if we made it happen. But sometimes we don't take those opportunities. So like, okay, I could wake up 10 minutes earlier and get to mass 10 minutes earlier. And then I would have like 10 really good minutes of mass time. And I would be in the presence of the Lord, like literally, um, you know, in the presence of the tabernacle. That's seeking the Lord while he may be found and calling upon him while he is near. Um, So it's not that God is at any point not near. It's that are we going to take advantage of those opportunities where we have made ourselves nearer to him? That's my that's my thoughts on that. Um, And of course, this very famous verse, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. I think it's so hard for us sometimes, especially right now, maybe to understand, you know, why God lets things happen or, or God's timing. And we just always have to go back to this verse that his timing is totally different. He does not run on a 24 hour clock, three, six, five days a year, like we do, you know, it's, it's, um, it's all different for God, you know, um, it's, it could all be a blink of an eye for him, you know, our entire lives. And so, um, it's really hard to remember that sometimes that God is God and not a human. And, uh, yeah, that can be a real struggle. So this is like a really good verse to, to come back to when we need to be reminded that God is just different. He's just not a human. Um, and his ways are so unimaginably different than our ways. And they're supposed to be right. Like if they were imaginable, then that would not be divine. That would not be God because he is above and beyond our human understanding. The second reading is from the letter to the Philippians, chapter 1, verses 20c to 24 and verse 27a. Brothers and sisters, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me life is Christ, and death is gain. If I go on living in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which I shall choose. I am caught between the two. I long to depart this life and be with Christ, for that is far better. Yet that I remain in the flesh is more necessary for your benefit. Only conduct yourselves in a way worthy of the gospel of Christ. So I think um, at first read, we might be like, whoa, Paul, like, are you, it almost seems a bit suicidal, to be honest with you, um, that he is, you know, contemplating his death. But it's not that he's contemplating taking his own life. It's He's contemplating what it means to die. Um, and that's not a bad thing. You know, there's that phrase, remember your death. Um, there's that certain order of nuns, and I can't remember which order they are, but like a lot of them keep skulls on their desks uh, or in their workspace or like on their nightstand. And the reason is for that, to remember your death. And that doesn't mean you know, that we should think about dying, like, constantly every day, because that's not, um, 
healthy, <laughs> but it's that we need to be living our lives every single day in a way that we are ready, frankly, you know, if we were to, to die, to pass in the middle of the night, is my soul ready to be judged right then in that moment? Like, am I living in a state of grace? If I die tonight, do I know where I'm going? Because if the answer is I'm going, uh, you know, I'm not sure, or mm, probably not heaven, then that means we got to get ourselves to confession. And that's why it's so important to go to confession, like, monthly, if you can, if not more than that. Um, and I know I talk about confession all the time on this uh, podcast, but it's because it's so good and no one talks about it enough. So I'm going to talk about it. Everyone needs to go to confession um, for this reason, that we need to be ready to die every night. Um, sorry, that's a little morbid, but with, you know, Paul's taken us there. Okay. Um, and so obviously he's at the point as well in his ministry where he's kind of realizing, you know, things are probably not going to, um, you know, to end well for him as, as a, um, you know, preacher, as an apostle, as an evangelist, he probably knows that, um, he is, um, going to die because at this point when he wrote the letter, he is imprisoned. Um, it could have been while he was in Rome. It could have been while he was in, imprisoned in Palestine because he gets arrested like at least four times in Acts of the Apostles, three times. Um, but it's clear in this reading that, you know, he's aware that death is something that's a real possibility for him. And he definitely doesn't seem scared of it. And in, in, in fact, he seems excited for it because he wants to just be with Christ. You know, life as an apostle is not easy, especially in this time where Christians are being persecuted. Um, it's just kind of like the, the option that seems not an option, but you know, heaven seems like a pretty good deal when you're going through hardship. Right. Um, and yet he weighs that, that other hand that, you know, because he is living, everyone else gets to benefit from his teaching and from his writing, like, like that we are reading right here. I think it's really interesting that um, the last verse is kind of stuck in here. Verse 27a, so, it, you know, the reading, most of it was 20 to 24, and then they just stick in this one part of verse 27. Conduct yourselves in a way worthy of the gospel of Christ. And so that really strikes me um, as interesting because they skipped, you know, those verses in between that kind of give... Um, context to what he's, you know, to what he's saying there. Um, so I'll read the full verse 27. Only conduct yourselves in a way of the gospel of Christ, worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear news of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, struggling together for the faith of the gospel. So in other words, and I wish they had kind of kept that in there because it makes more sense. Like, Paul's like, whether I die or I live or I'm stuck in prison for the rest of my life, like, do the right thing. Conduct yourselves in the proper way as a Christian. I'm, I can't be your babysitter forever because, you know, Paul and, and the other apostles were going around and establishing these Christian communities. And there comes a point where he, you know, he writes them these letters, but eventually it's like, all right, like, take the floaties off. You're on your own now. Like, you gotta, you got your bishops, you got eventually your priests and like this, the faith is your responsibility now to conduct yourselves in a manner 
worthy of the gospel of Christ. The gospel this week is from Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 to 16a. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You two go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off. And he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You two go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus the last will be first, and the first will be last. I love this parable, and I love what it teaches us about salvation. Um, and it's something that I've been reflecting on, um, with, I, I don't know, like policies and politics and just the reality that no one's life is too far gone and that it is not up to us to decide when someone's life is past the point of salvation. And that's why Pope Francis, um, I guess last year, or maybe two years ago, um, extended and, and, um, and not enriched. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, not extended, um, expanded. Thank you. That's the word. Expanded church teaching, um, to say that the death penalty is never permissible in any situation. Um, he expanded that church teaching, and I think that's that's amazing, and it, that might be easy for me to say because um, there's no one that I know that is sentenced for the death penalty right now, and maybe if I had been personally offended by someone that was sitting on death row, maybe I would feel differently. Um, but I think this ties back to this parable, that it's not up to us to decide when someone's life is past the point of salvation. Um, that is for God to decide, and... and um, you know, the first reading tells us that he is generous in forgiving. So that doesn't mean that that stops past like a, per, a, a certain age or um, a certain sin. You know, it's not up to us to decide what sin 
is unforgivable by God. Spoiler alert, no sin is unforgivable by God as long as we are truly penitent. Um, And we cannot know what is in the heart of someone, you know, who is about to be sentenced to death. We can't know um, if they have repented in their heart. And, And like, praise the Lord that like, if that happens, like that's good enough for him. As it tells us in this reading, like the last minute, right? Because these guys came at 5. When does the workday end? 5.30? 6? Like, literally the last minute. And guess what? They still get heaven. All this and heaven, too. And I, I sympathize with these guys that got here earlier and worked the whole day. And so it makes you wonder, and it might make you question, like, what's the point of living a Christian lifestyle now if I could just wait till I'm on my deathbed and then, you know, like, go to confession and... and um you know, truly, like, give my life to God, like, at the last second. And a few things for that. Number one, it's not up to us to decide when we are going to die. You know, a lot of people know leading up to their death that they are dying, but a lot of people don't. A lot. Um, So that's important. Secondly, we got to think about, you know, it is about heaven, but our lives mean something. Our lives matter. It's not just you know, yes, it's the journey that gets us to heaven, but our lives have meaning. It's not just like this temporary waiting room. And so you have to ask yourself, like, what quality of life do you want to give yourself right now? Do you want to have a relationship with Jesus or do you want to wait till, you know, the last hour to have a relationship with Jesus? Do you want to be living a a a moral life? Do you want to have a well-formed conscience? Do you want to be living out the works of mercy? Or do you want to be living an unfulfilled life, a life without Jesus, a life without real love and a real relationship with him? So yeah, even though the work is harder, if you're out there working all day, aka your whole life, the quality of life is greater. These guys have better skills. They're probably in better health because they're, they're getting that exercise and physical labor. They're disciplined. Um... So yeah, it's 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 a better quality of life, not belittling the life of anyone that has a deathbed conversion or a late life conversion. Um, but and also the thing is like if you plan on waiting till the last minute to go to confession and convert, like then you're not really penitent at all. You can't trick God when it comes to confession, you know? Like committing a sin and knowing you're going to you're committing a sin and being like, "Well, I'll just go to confession later." Like no, that's not okay. <laughs> um, and that's also something we have to confess. Um, that's what makes a sin mortal is that, you know, we knew it was a mortal sin when we did it and we willingly chose it anyway and we freely chose it. So takeaways, you know, all life has dignity and it's never too late for us, never too late for anyone, any sinner to come back to the Lord and to be welcomed into heaven. Um, so my challenge for you this week, it's going to be a good challenge. I think we should all spend the week praying for the people that are, um, on death row that are, that have received a death, uh, sentence praying for their, their salvation. I think that's going to be my challenge for the week. And that's a good one. And it's a hard one. Um, But yeah, let's live that out this week. Let's pray for those whose lives are about to be taken from them. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out A Shower of Roses podcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week. Carry your word as you can.